You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Hi, I'm Kent Hunter, the Church Doctor, excited to bring you this podcast, Practical Ways God Wants to Grow Your Faith and Your Church Right Now. Are you a God watcher? I'm not talking about a television show. I'm not talking about seeing your world through the newspaper. I'm talking about seeing your world through a spiritual lens. Do you watch the news on television or read about it on the internet or your phone or whatever? If you do, do you look at current events and ask the question, what is God up to? What will God do with that? What is God saying to me? And what am I going to do about it? Look, if you ignore God in current events, you do so at your own peril. You miss out on the best insights of life. Just the other day, I heard a guy who was watching a news brief about another terrible school shooting, and he said, what the hell is that all about? Now, you can be offended by that, but actually, his statement was somewhat religious, though he would not call himself a believer in Jesus. At least he knows about hell, or thinks he does. In a tragic school shooting, it's normal to focus on the few who were shot and ignore the hundreds who lived. And, yeah, we should be terribly challenged by these crimes that represent the sinful realities of this real world. You know, we all sin, even Christians. And my wife reminded me the other day that I am far from perfect. Actually, I was aware of that. Yet, part of the Christian life is the mixture of failures and forgiveness, sin and restoration, disappointments and grace. I was going to remind my wife of that, but I thought, yeah, maybe later. Perhaps another day. Or not. <laughs> well, you're not perfect either. I don't mean to be judgmental, but if you look into your spiritual mirror and you're honest, you already know that. But if you believe in Jesus, if you are a Christ follower, you are forgiven. You can count on that. Most people who call themselves believers get that. And you should never forget that. You know, one of the best ways you can grow your faith is by exercising it. Little kids grow up healthy when they exercise. We grow as Christians 
when we exercise our faith. You can grow your faith in personal ways by reading the Bible, praying, and, and, and being involved in regular worship and group Bible study. But in this podcast, I want to share with you some ways you can grow your faith and, at the same time, effectively grow the kingdom of God. Sound like a deal? It is. Number one, when you talk about faith with those at your church or among others outside the church, consider using language that connects. The Christian religion has all kinds of language developed by theologians or Bible scholars, but you can't use that stuff effectively when you are sharing your faith with your unchurched neighbor. It would be like feeding a three-month-old steak. Instead, speak in your own heart language. Don't preach at your neighbor or fellow worker or unbelieving friend. Just speak the same way you would talk to anyone else. Tell your own personal story. Share what knowing Jesus has meant to you, what it has done for you. Number two, connect God with others in ways that are part of our contemporary context. Our context is this time in history. You might reflect about the television ads that use the phrase, He gets us, that are sponsored by Christians. Another great connection is the video series called The Chosen. I highly recommend that you look at that series. It is a remarkable presentation of Jesus and his ministry. It's easy to understand and very well presented. Not long ago, there was a movie that was called The Jesus Movement, and it was playing at theaters. Maybe you can still find that. It would be a great introduction to someone new to Christianity. Another thing you can do is you can send a Bible or give a Bible to someone who doesn't have one or still has one that belonged to their parents or grandparents and is kind of an older translation and out of date. When you do that, pick a modern version of the Bible. Be sure to encourage the person to start with one of the Gospels, like the Gospel of John. Be sure to put a bookmark where to find it. Remember, this might be the first time they've looked at it for a long time or maybe never. Another new resource is the daily devotion called An Apple a Day, a daily dose for everyday faith. The daily readings take only five to seven minutes to read, and they deal with the real issues of life. There is a subject focus for each week, seven days with seven readings. Number three, you can become a catalyst at your church to utilize resources that focus on outreach. Every church ought to have a person like that. 
One such resource is the video series, Biblical Strategies to Reach More People. It's a resource from Church Doctor Ministries. And in this series, we highlight ways you and your church can expand your outreach to those in your community. This serves and helps the everyday Christian to learn some of the strategies used by missionaries. They are adapted, of course, to those in your church who want to reach out to unchurched families with whom they already have a relationship. Again, it is called Biblical Strategies to Reach More People. You can get that, like I said, from Church Doctor Ministries. Number four on my list, when God told Adam and Eve to fill the earth with people, he used these words, be fruitful and multiply. If your church is growing or wants to reach even more people, explore the concept of multiplication. Jesus told his followers to make disciples. Actually, that's the New Testament version of be fruitful and multiply. Whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, it's all about multiplication. Many churches multiply by providing multiple worship services at different times. The outreach often becomes even more powerful when the church provides different styles or forms of worship while providing the same basic message. To multiply further, some churches have multiple worship services with different styles in different places at different times. For example, we worked with a church north of Milwaukee that has seven worship services on a Sunday morning in the same building in different venues with a variety of styles and settings. Of course, this church is a large church. It became a large church by multiplication. And of course, it has several preachers. One of the settings at this church is very traditional. At the other venues, down the hallway, is a very contemporary worship service. All the services have the same message preached, just in different forms and different styles, even with different dress codes. That church has its own motto, and their motto is the best I have ever seen in the hundreds of churches with which I've worked. Their motto is, and I quote, We are a church that exists for those who aren't here yet. End quote. What a powerful statement. Some churches have several worship services on different campuses. For example, my wife and I attend a church in a coffee shop. It's called Classic City Church. The mother church, St. Mark's, has a worship service in a more traditional style building. It's only six blocks away, but it's very different. The same pastor provides somewhat of the same message 
at both locations each Sunday morning. When a church has multiple venues, it impacts the way each member and their worldview grows for outreach and for mission. It moves from you all come to one place and do it our way to let's go take the world for Jesus. That's huge. Number five on my list, one of the basic ways God is reshaping Christians like me and you is the emphasis on the purpose of the church. For years, even decades, church leaders have promoted the idea of missions. However, the way that concept was rolled out, it had been presented as sending missionaries strictly over there, far away someplace, in another culture, in another country. And while that's very important, sending missionaries is a good thing, a God thing, every Christian is supposed to be a missionary to those who are your unchurched friends, relatives, neighbors, those at work or school. That's your social network. It's your personal mission field. No one can tell them about Jesus better than you. Why? Because you are the one who has the relationship. And relationships are powerful. The greatest challenge you have is the one I used to have. I wanted God to use me to introduce others to Jesus. And I wanted to do that desperately. But I have to admit, I didn't know how. I went through four years of college at a Christian school. And then four years of seminary to study for ministry. And I still never learned how to do mission work. So I stayed at the seminary and went through three years of intensive schooling in a graduate degree. I received a Ph.D. in theology. And honestly, I learned a lot of good stuff, and I'm thankful for that. But, and here's the tough part, I still was not taught to be a missionary even here in America, even at home, even wherever I was. So I didn't have any more school I could go to, so I became a pastor at a dying church in the inner city of Detroit. That church had declined 67% in the 10 years before I got there. And I learned again that I was still not trained in mission work. And I was discouraged. Then, one day, I learned about a school that trained busy American pastors to be missionaries in their own country, in their own community, in their own setting. So, I tried it. I went two weeks at a time, three or four times a year, for three years. 
I taught many of the members of my church to be missionaries. Our church grew, and it grew, and it grew, even in tough inner-city circumstances. Today, decades after I left that church, that congregation is a thriving inner-city church. I've developed a video series of the basic mission principles I've learned. I've done that so that people like you can use them in your church. These videos are called the Send Movement. Just like Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I send you. The Send Movement. You see, the word send is actually the word mission or missionary in the Greek language of the New Testament Bible. So, the title of this podcast is Practical Ways God is Growing Your Faith in Your Church Right Now. I want to challenge you. Get in the game. <laughs> the Jesus game. The eternal life game. The missionary game. I want you to look in a mirror and with both of your thumbs up, bring them to your chest and say out loud, I am a missionary. It might sound kind of goofy, I know, but just do it. Do it in private, but do it. And maybe do it again and again. Get to the point where you redefine your life as a Christian, as a missionary. Then, take that next step. Learn what it takes to be a missionary to your unchurched friends, relatives, neighbors, those at work or at school. And you got a lot of unchurched people in that bunch. I guarantee it. Say to Jesus in your prayers, Jesus, send me. Send me. Now, be careful. <laughs> he might do that. <laughs> he very well would do that. And you might end up in Africa. I don't know. It may be just as valuable to reach your neighbor or someone at work, whatever God has in mind. God will use you to grow your faith in the meantime, and that will help you grow your church and grow the kingdom of God. And God will use you to change the eternal destiny of other people. If I can help you, if we at Church Doctor can help you, if our team can help you, contact us at churchdoctor.org. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share a few moments with that person who's listening. They are your very special creation.
and you love them dearly. And I thank you, Lord, that they are faithful people who look to you as their Lord and Savior, or obviously they wouldn't be listening to this. Lord, I ask you to move in their life, move in their interests, give them courage to take a step, and cause them to learn to become a missionary without leaving home. And Lord, it'll be so exciting. I thank you for what you're going to do in their life and how they're going to see miraculous things happen by the power of your Spirit because they have learned to be a missionary to those people. And those people will be eternally changed. Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for all that you do in your kingdom. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Kent Tundra's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you like this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. Check out Kent Hunter's new book, An Apple a Day, A Daily Dose for Everyday Faith, available from churchdoctor.org and amazon.com.